Blog Talk Radio.
Yeah, that's dope. Uh, I, like, I'm as soon as you said that, my face kind of screwed up a little bit. Like, dang, like really twenty five thousand? Like five thousand something like you know. Yeah, that's that's dope that y'all you know tune in and listen to us talk crap for you know an hour or two every week. <laughs> <laughs> light bars, very light. <laughs> nah, but uh. Let's see, what, what are we getting into this week? What are, what are we going to talk about? Are we going to um, lead off with... Uh, you want to do... Uh, East Lansing? Yeah, this, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. That was a big matchup. That was a big matchup. Obviously, um, a little different because, you know, with the you know injury to Matty Waters, um, but... All in all, still looked at as a big matchup, and you know, East Lansing came out with a twenty-point victory. You know, just to get right to it, but it wasn't like it wasn't like it was a dominant performance. Um, you know, throughout the whole game, uh, East Lansing had to earn that twenty-point win. You know, Williamson came out very competitive in their gym. You know, um, home courts behind them. You know, so it wasn't like you know, East Lansing came out and just dominated from the giddy up. You know, it was still competitive. And then East Lansing, their talent, their defense, their pressure, you know, wore Williamson down over time, and then they came out and stretched it out with the victory. Yeah, and, and, you know, a lot of people don't understand, like, how big uh, or how hard it would be to play at Williamson, okay? Not even – I don't even really know – up close and personal, how it feels because I've never coached up there, uh, but I've been in the I've been in away games with Williamson fans, okay, and I, I know even that is difficult uh, that they make some away games feel like home games, um, and, and that is that's definitely huge. Uh, so for East Lansing to go to Williamson, um, where I'm sure more fans are um, than you know than the ones that just travel. Uh, you know, that's a really good that's a really good win for their resume. Um and one of the this year, um, even without Maddie Waters, um even without Maddie Waters, you you have to think it's that's huge for them because um I mean, before this uh I, I would say the biggest team that they played or, or the the highlight matchup would would have been Okemo, which I mean in itself has two high major Division One players, uh, but you know as far as the team, um, Okemo versus East Lansing didn't jump out to me. Um, Williamson, even with the absence of Maddie Waters, you still have Kenzie Lewis and you still have Allison Peplowski, um, you know, on that team, and, and they're sure fire. Uh, Division One player, uh, you know, Alison Pelowski is going to play on the Division One level next year. So, with all of that being said, um, I, I thought that was huge for East Lansing to come out in that way and pull out the win. Uh, definitely does something for your team confidence uh, going into the, you know, the final stretch of the season. Um, you know, definitely something you can't just you know, wave your hand that that's, you know, we're not that far away from district uh, playoffs. 
we're not far at all. Um, beginning of February, uh, at the end of February, early March, you know, we're in the thick of the playoffs. And that that brings me to my my question. You know, how wide open do you think Class A is? Like, because uh, right now it's looking like the wild, wild west. Like, it looks like anybody is up for anybody taking. You know, it's up for anybody's taking at this point. Well, is, that's what it's I'll looking like. This, I will say this much: um, Class A is open. Um, I don't know if it's that much of a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have some good teams there, and then you have some teams that are winning. Okay, um, and, and there's there's a distinction between the two. Um, the number of good teams that I see really uh, going forward in into Class A and really competing it's about maybe four or five ones four or five or six uh, Class A schools that I think uh, realistically are in the thick of things right now. Now, you know, that's always the thought. There's always going to be a couple of of Cinderella teams to surprise us. But if you look at the Class A teams who are, one has the the talent, um, you know, to go through the playoffs, and then you look at two the Class A teams who have went ahead and proven that they'll go ahead and play anybody, and they've, you know, tested that their talent against a strong uh, a strong boatload of, of games. I, I mean, it's open, but, I, you know, I don't see it, like, open as, oh, yeah, it's like 10 or 15 teams that can get there. No, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's the case. No, I agree with you. I don't think it's 10 or 15, uh, but it's certainly, even for us to say it's, you know, at, you know, at best six teams, to say it's that many, to say it's six, it's taking on a different tone um, than probably the previous um, few years where it was always, you know, okay, it was King, Lathrop, Marion for like the Latin, you know, and then Heritage oh. entered the conversation a little bit. So it's always well, always I mean, only I, two or three teams at best, you know. I, now I, it's I think that I think that narrative, or I, I think that actual well, those were facts at one point, but I, I think that's more so like two or three uh, years ago. Where if you look at that uh, last year and the year before, um, I you really had no you had no real clue. Um, as far as who was going, um, you know, because you look at you look at the emergence of Cousin O, um, and they made back-to-back trips. Then you look at you even look at Marion last year uh, making that trip to the finals. Um, I mean, not to the finals, but you know, pretty far. Um, I think the last two years. The last two years, it it has indeed been wide open, um, and you know, like I said, that's that's the room for Cousinot to come in, and and all of those other schools who made that run. This year, you know, I, I'm saying I'm saying six at most, and that's being generous, um, you know, in, in my opinion. Um, but mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's it's still open because once you get into the playoffs, you know, it's the old coach's cliche, but every everybody's record is zero and zero. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just think is I think I just think it's good now that we can say, like, yo, we really don't have a surefire answer. Like you said, the last couple of years has been, you know, it's been that way. I think it, you know, is back to the, you know, when we were really young, when me and you were really young going to games and stuff, and you really didn't know because it was that, you know, it was that much time. It was that competitive. You know, like I said, for a stretch there, it was you, you could only name two, maybe three teams, and now it's, you know, you really – that that cliche has come true. Everybody record is 0-0 zero, zero, and anything can happen. You know, and even though, like you said, it's not 10 or 15 teams, no, it's not that deep. It's not that heavy. But for us to even say, yo, it's a good five, four or five that, hey, you know, that could pull this thing out. Yeah. Like there's no prohibited – there's no prohibitive favorite. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, to the uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but but I I will say, and this is kind of going back to a point that I made earlier. Um, the teams, the class A teams that have, have been hiding, or I don't want to say hiding, but the class A teams where you know the ads couldn't go get you some some good matchups. You don't play in those particularly uh, big conferences. I, I think, and, and those are the those are the teams that um, you know that that I feel like could make a run. But and that's why I said maybe five or six because there's some good Class A teams um, who aren't in strong conferences and their out of conference play has been, you know, so. I mean, and that's why I'm not willing to say that Class A is wide open um, because sometimes it's hard to make that distinction between who's winning and who's really good. Yeah. Great. You know, that the playing a, a tough schedule really helps. I mean, you know, and I, some, coaches won't, some coaches won't do it. You know, it, it conditions you. I, that, that's always been one of the reasons why I say, our, especially like the last few years, Our Lady of the Lakes is always, you know, in my top two or whatever for Class D because they play such a tough schedule throughout the year. Year they're going into the tournament with six losses, but somehow they end up making it all the way to the Final Four because they play faster than everybody in Class D because they're playing Class A and Class B schools throughout the year. Yeah, sure, it's going to hurt their ranking and give them six losses, but when when it's money time, we're delivering. <laughs> yeah. I don't let you like anybody. anybody. And, 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 and the, the craziest part about it is they compete with everybody they play. You don't, you don't see them just get, like, thrown off the court often. They're, they're a really, really good team. Um, they're well called. I, and, look, I – they they they're due for a state title. They are they are due for for uh, uh, oh, it's not the Breslin anymore. Uh, they're due to be at Calvin Wilson <laughs> the Trophy. Yeah, no, they are they are they definitely are. And you know, back to the point about um, who's 
good, who's winning and who's good. You know, it's tough. You know, and I'm I'm, I'm still in uh, a statement from uh, Jarvis Mitchell here. We had to talk, you know, um, you know, just when we was out just talking and to go into the tournament 19 and 0, 20 and 0, whatever, undefeated, and haven't really had that real stiff test yet. So when you're in a tight situation where you're forced to make tough decisions down the stretch because you're just used to blowing everybody out, it becomes tough. And you you give up, we probably give away a game just off just off that. We haven't been in a, a war, so that makes yeah. it really tricky. And, yeah, and and that's that's definitely the truth. Um, and, and and that's not to say that you know, that's always the case because, you know, I'll I'll go back again and, and I'll say, you look at Cousino, their their actual state title run, um, not a – their out-of-conference play was mm, – I think they played Marion. Um, that wasn't a that, – that was Marion's rebuilding year when they had lost to Thomas's. They had lost Robinson. They had, they had lost Olinsky and Gray. That was their rebuilding year. It was a tough game, but outside of that game, you know, not not a tough um, out of conference uh, schedule for that season. But it, it's also you know the type of players you have now. You know, I, I've been up close and personal in, in seeing Kier Fletcher, and I know her competitive drive. So that's kind of different. So, like I said in the started this topic, you know, it, it's all about the talent um, and how do you drive that talent? What type of battery does that talent have? So, you know, and again, all good teams don't win, and all winning teams aren't good. I mean, well, all good teams do win, but they're not, you know, like 20 and 0 or anything. And, all, and just because you're a winning team doesn't mean you are um, – you're all that great. There's there's some PSL schools right now with one loss who aren't going to get out of districts, and that's not taking anything out of them. It's a, it's a great it's a great accomplishment to win in the PSL uh, because that's basically you know prison ball. <laughs> you gotta look you the things you got to do to get a file in the PSL, but not, I mean you know but realistically it's, you know it, it's some teams in these conferences that are forgotten about. We're going to get bounced in districts. Now, that's not to say they're not good, or you know, they're not—not not even to say they're not talented. But on the grand scale of things, if those PSL, if some of these PSL schools go and play uh, out of conference before they start the PSL team, like if you look at your Renaissance, your Kings, uh, even your Mufferts, yeah, they they got a similar talent pool to a lot of these uh, PSL schools. But the thing is, before they step foot in the PSL, they're going to play those those ultra talented teams, those uh, Calvin contenders. Ooh, I think I might have did something with that with that phrase, Calvin contenders. Might have did something. Yeah, it sounds sounds a little state champions. You know, sounds a little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I don't know if you're a hater. Wow. Um, but yeah, class A is something to keep a class A is something to keep an eye on. I mean, because 
you know, the the main thing to keep an eye on is uh, the districts that do have these PSL schools in it. Uh, like you look at your Renaissances, um, you look at your Kings, and you look at their districts. Um, and Renaissance, uh, honestly, is one of my favorite young teams to watch. Uh, but the key word is they're young. Um, and you look at King, um, King is King is like finding a, a new identity uh, with them. Still the same King. I still expect them to win the PSL. Um, but you look you look at them kind of finding a new identity. It's not it's not the same. Yeah, we we gonna get the ball up the court and the shots going up. They do put up a lot of shots still, but now it's more of a we get the ball up the court and we get into the rim. And mm-hmm. um, it's a transition period now because you still have some of those kids left uh, who are of that cloth from that king who is like, yeah, let me get the shots up. And then you have the other kids where it's like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> I'm about to go get this bucket at the rim. Um, so it's interesting to see how that's going to play out um, as far as Kings, um, especially, aren't they in the district where Cass? Yes, they are. It, now, Cass lost so. that. Yeah, Cass lost that uh, first matchup really bad. But, um, you know, Desiree Jackson has been developing. Araya Powell is back on uh, is back cast now. Um, you know, it, it's a different cast team, and they kind of found their swagger with some huge wins. Uh, you know, dating back from uh, Christmas break, and I mean, even going to Renaissance, they had a great game with Renaissance with, without some of those key players that I just named. Even you look at uh, Kennedy Kern, she's she's found herself for cast. So it, it definitely is something to keep a lookout on uh, as far as King and Cass in, the, in that district. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be – I think it's going to be more competitive this year than the other previous years. I don't think it's going to be as easy for King to get through the PSLN and to get through the districts. I think it's going to be a tough road this year. You know, not, not because of them being down, but I think other teams have, you know, gotten better as well. So the short answer to is class A wide open, kind of, sort of, a little bit. <laughs> now, before we get to the next um, topic, I want to send prayer, special shout-out to uh, Maddie Waters, you know, tore ACL out for the year. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. But I know she's going to be back healthy and ready for – you know to play, uh, you know to play a lot at, at Western Michigan uh, to start her college career. But shouts out to Maddie Waters. Yeah, man, that, that's that's definitely tough, man. And the kid, the, the kid is just a really good basketball player, and, and I, I hear great things about her being, you know, a, as a person, um, and, you know, just as, as a person outside of basketball. So definitely, I, I really wish her a speedy recovery. Um, the, the medical staff at Western is great as well. So, you know, once she finishes her senior year um, and, and get on campus uh, and progress through her rehab, I'm sure uh, they'll get her right, you know, and, and be ready to play in, in college. All right. Um, now let's talk about um, – Miss Basketball. This is, you know, nice little segue into that. Uh, 
You know we yeah. gotta talk about it, man. We know we got. You know we gotta talk about it. You know we gotta talk about it. You know. Sure, I'm about um, to get sub tweets. <laughs> I mean, so here's what here me and Darren had this conversation like probably like four or five times um, in the past couple of weeks. This is something we've seen this in boys. You know, Paul Davis only played like nine games and won his senior year. Uh, one Mr. Basketball this senior, but we've never really seen it, not in recent memory anyway, uh, seen this with girls where does Maddie, does Maddie still end up on the ballot or does somebody emerge and replaces her as the fifth person on the ballot? You know, we've never really seen this before. So what what do you think, Darren? What do you, what do you think happens? Here's, Here's why the question is so hard to answer, and I went through this last year, and we're gonna—I'm gonna keep going through it. We don't know what the criteria for Miss Basketball is. We have no idea what it is. We don't know if it's awarding a career, or if it's rewarding your your season, or what. All we know is is primarily seniors um, who are nominated, and you know. The voting varies. It's almost like the MVP award. The narrative kind of carries you. So do I think Maddie Waters, uh, her career has garnered enough to get her on the ballot? Yes, absolutely. Um, Amazing player. She's had big games throughout her career. Do I think this season uh, gets her on the ballot? Mm, Probably. Uh, Because if you look at the pool of, of available candidates, and then you look at, you know, just as far as uh, as far as what she did before uh, she got injured, a big time win against Wayne. Um, her team was undefeated. I, I think she can sneak on the ballot. I don't, I don't think it's likely though. I think it's a possibility. I just don't think it's likely. I think she, I, I I think she in using. Now, like I said before, haven't seen this in girls' basketball, but I'm going to use the Paul Davis thing um, as my, you know, using history to predict what's going to happen. Um, I think she's either way, I think she still makes it because, like, as you, you know, like uh, eloquently stated, for a season, even though it was only, you know, she only played half the season, she still has still had a better year than a lot of people in those, you know, nine or ten games. You know, almost 30 against Wayne, you know, in just a great year all around, undefeated up until that point. And, you know, half those games, they were blowing teams out. So I can't say that she doesn't make it because she only played half the season. We have, you know, history says, well, no, people have done it before. And talking career, you know, there's only, you know, I think in her class, there's only probably like two two other people, that being Kenry Clegg and Kayla Webb, that can even stack up against her career resume. Other than that, you know, you're talking career, she definitely makes it. If that's but the criteria for her, she definitely makes it. I, I mean, without a doubt, but see that, and that's my thing. But if this is a career award, why are we even having this discussion? Because if it's a career award, 
Nikola Webb wins this without without a debate. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, but you know, um, taking everything into account, I, 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 stat, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I get what you're, I get your notion, and, and I get, you know, so obviously we're on the same page, but you know, I, I guess that's just kind of me beating the dead horse. What are we voting for? And, and that makes it easier to to let me to tell you definitively whether I think she should or should not be on on the ballot. I mean, either way, um, I, I think she has done enough to get on the ballot, but I guess that makes it easier for me to say whether she will uh, get on the ballot. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing that me and you have always tried to figure out, you know, on the record and off the record, we've always talked about, okay, what it, what is the criteria? What are we have to define what Miss Basketball means? Because there's a clear definition that is a yearly award, an individual season award in other states where you can win a year, sophomore year, you know, any year, sophomore year, junior year, senior year. So obviously in those states, uh, individual season. Obviously, who has the best seasons? Just like the the NBA MVP is the best season. <clears throat> but here we don't know. We really don't know. Are we voting for the best year? Are we voting for the best career? And in recent memory, I mean, only two people have fulfilled both. I think really, I think really just made it clear cut. You know, not to say that they they didn't fulfill both, but that they made it a clear cut that okay, we've co- I've covered individual this my individual senior season and my whole career, I've been the best or been the most accomplished, and that's Kaiser Gondrasic for sixteen and Tanaya Davis for fifteen. That they made it clear cut both career and senior season. There's no, there's, there's no way you can vote for anybody. You know, anybody else should be able to win this thing. Mm-hmm. You know that, but that's, the, but we operate in such a that's still a gray area. There's not, there hasn't been, there hasn't been many. And I keep saying, especially in recent memory, there hasn't been many people who have clear cut made it without a shadow of a doubt for both ways because. It, not everybody is voting for best career. If everybody's voting for best career, you know, that makes it a lot easier. Or your best season, you just pick one. Everybody just needs to pick one that they're voting on. Because when you hear these arguments in the base, well, you know, she's obviously such and such is having the best year, but, you know, the other player, you know, has more championships. They did more in their career in their four years overall. So, you know, even there, I think it comes down a lot of debate as well. We just pick one category that we're voting on to, for, you know, one requirement for this award. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, and I like I said, I've been calling for uh, just about – Ever since we started covering uh, girls basketball, I've been lobbying for um, the criteria. Just, just tell us what are we voting for? What are because I think that makes it easier for the coaches who are voting. 
Because it makes it a lot what, easier. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If, if I'm a coach who hasn't heard of anybody on the uh, on the ballot, or not heard, uh, of course you've heard of them. You know, if you're a coach and you just keep your your ear to the streets, <laughs> uh, uh, the the <laughs> streets. Um, of course, you're going to hear about the best players. But if I haven't coached against them, I haven't seen them play, and I have to go look them up. Just let me know. Let let me know. It, that takes a lot of pressure off. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to say, oh well, they're close to me. I like I like the I like the Under Armour shoes they're wearing. Oh, that person played on the EYBL, so they must be better. Like that's what a lot of coaches are doing. They're just spitballing. The coaches who don't, the coaches who don't get to see anybody play, and and they're a member of B Camp, they're spitballing. And I know, I know this. I've, I've talked to a number of coaches before games that that I've coached them. Like, hey, so you know, what, what are you doing about this guy? Who 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 are you gonna uh, vote for? A lot of answers are I don't know. If we want to take politics out of, yeah, if we want to take politics out of this basketball, the the start of it is somebody actually knowing. What are we voting for? That is the very start uh, of taking politics out of the award. Because, cool uh, analogy here, there's a lot of congressmen who, you know, vote for bills because their party is pushing for it. Not that they necessarily care about it, you know, or, or they feel strongly about it, but the party is doing this, and eventually... I'll need the party to look out for me when I have something I feel strongly about. That sounds like exactly what we're doing with basketball. So I, we shouldn't be doing the same, be exhibiting the same behavior that politicians exhibit for a high school award. That makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. No, it makes no, absolutely not. It, it, it does. It shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this hard. People shouldn't have to be really campaigning. You know, it, it should just, you know, the players should just play. You know, let the play speak for itself. You know, but you know, if you are campaigning turn. for Miss Basketball, for Miss Basketball, hit us up for a Miss Basketball mixtape. And we'll get our DMs. Right, we'll gladly <laughs> do one for you. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's funny. That that is hilarious to me. But um, <laughs> that, that's that's absolutely funny to me. Uh, the listeners might not think that's funny, but <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, that's wild. But um, yeah, yeah, we're we're campaigning it, and you know. I don't even want to give away the political. I don't. I don't even want people to know like what's behind the veil of everybody campaigning for this basketball. But let me tell you, it starts as early as as a person's freshman year. The, the politician does. If somebody walks up to me and asks me, "Who do I think is going to be the?" The 2021 Miss Basketball again. I'm blocking you. 
I don't even care if we don't follow each other on Twitter if I don't have your number. I'm going to go out of my way to block you. <laughs> what is your problem? I mean, hey, man, I, yeah, 2018 almost wrapped up, but what you think about that 2020 class? Or you think don't win this basketball? If you don't shut up talking to me and let me watch this game, <laughs> what is your problem, man? <laughs> Like, cause it's and, and the reason why we like we're we fighting so funny, we're like making fun of it because it's so much. You're talking about three and four years down the way, so much can happen. So, so much, much can happen. happen. For for example, uh, I I use this story or I use I use Fletcher a lot because. Yeah, obviously, this is that's one of the first people that I ever covered that and I said, hey, look, she's going to be great. I don't know about the rest of these people. This one right here is special. Literally, one of the first ever person as a reporter, I was like, yeah, she's better than a lot of y'all. And I made the statement. I was like, you know, here, Fletcher's better. But this is her freshman year. Now, the, the if you said in, in, what was that, 2014, it's in 2014, 2013. Uh, okay, who are the Miss Basketball candidates? Nobody had Kieran Fletcher on their list, and rightfully so. I mean, well, not rightfully so. She was the MVP of her her league her freshman year, but nobody had her. You know, obviously she didn't have a buzz like that. But you look at development. You look at at how things shake out. Her senior year, she's a bona fide Miss Basketball candidate. That's how it works out. I don't know who's going to win 2021 Miss Basketball. I don't know who's going to be good still. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like it's, nobody does. Especially, especially when, you know, half the freshmen, you know, aren't even, like, the main cog on it. You know, there's with somebody who's already established as a, a great, a, a good or great player. So half the time these freshmen aren't even, you know, the best player on their own team. So it's that's that's too far ahead to look, you know. I get it if you ask ask us about nineteen, like you know, okay, that's only a few months away, whatever. But hey, hey, four, three hey, and a half, four years. Who do you think gonna win? Who do you think gonna win basketball in twenty thirty? Boy. All right, that's just that's just too much. That's just too much time. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. I mean, you bring up Kier Fletcher. I mean, like you bring up Kier Fletcher, you know, in the same class, and you know, actually two classes in a row. Basically, John Glenn had two candidates that came out really almost came out of nowhere in back to back years. Yeah. With you know, you ask who was on your ballot for sixteen. I don't think Cassidy Bush was on anybody's radar. Nobody's. <laughs> Nobody's. Like it, and she it, had an incredible senior year. It's dog. Listen. Incredible senior year. Listen. She can't she came down here and shocked the city. I I'll never forget that. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. She just came down here and act absolutely shocked. The 
city uh, against that was Renaissance. That was Renaissance. At King. Yep. Well, yeah. Look, and if that if Kaiser Kendrick isn't in the sixteen class, uh, he he would have had a legit shot at, at winning this basketball that yeah. year. And then you but, look at uh, Martinez for 17. You know, that injury she had her um, sophomore year, it, I mean, it, it, she just faded from view. Now, you know, it was out of sight, out of mind. Nobody thought about her. She should have been on the ballot, man. She should have been should've. on the ballot. I, I, don't even, I don't even think we got to discuss this last year. I think, I, I think, I, I think I, we were done for the season uh, once, once they had announced she should have absolutely been on that ballot. That was the highway robbery. I'm not here to say who shouldn't have been on the ballot. I'm not here to say who should have won. But to think that Callie Martinez, and this is the same reason why we gave Kaiser from Dresden, uh Miss Basketball in 2016, to think that Callie Martinez goes out and sets records every night and her team is winning and respectable still with her as like maybe – I don't want to say the only option because I don't want to disrespect those kids at Bay City, John Glenn, but but she's doing most of the work. The the team is heavily relying on her um, as yeah. far as getting points and, and and getting everybody else points. Um, she that's that's literally why we gave the. I mean, now I, obviously Kaiser and Dresden did it in in bunches where it was fifty, sixty a game, but. You you look at Kelly Martinez breaking the school scoring record, what three or four times in a season? That listen, that the the kid absolutely deserved to be there. And and to to even sum it up even more, uh, I think she knew. Well, of course she knew, but but after after uh, the All Star game last year, the first one, the first ever uh, Michigan All Star game for girls. Uh, a lot of players knew that she should have been on that list or on that uh, ballot. <laughs> she wasn't playing around. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't playing around at the All-Star game. <laughs> <laughs> I was in court style like, oh, <laughs> Callie, hold up. It's an All-Star game, baby. <laughs> like, the kid wasn't, like, the kid showed up an hour and a half early to shoot around. Before the game, yeah, this is all yeah, nobody. Nobody really wanted to check her. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Nobody really wanted to check her. Nah, <laughs> nah. Uh, well, um. So yeah, Miss Miss Basketball. If I had to list, if, I, if you had to tell me or make me guess the five candidates that's gonna be on there. Uh, I'm saying Cameron Clay. Like I'm saying, uh, Caleb Webb. I'm saying, um, Jada Hampton. Uh, those last two. I I just I I don't think they're gonna put Maddie Waters on on the ballot. I hope they do, but I don't think she's gonna be there. So my last two, uh, I'm gonna say Ellie McKay from Novi, and I'm gonna say Ellen. And I'm gonna say keep it in Williamson because uh, I, I expect her to have a, a big push to end the year. Uh, Allison Pavlovsky. Uh, 
Okay, my five. That's a that's actually a good five. Uh, I would say the first three. You know, Clegg, Hampton, Webb. The last two, I still think they're going to put on the ballot. So I'm gonna go with Maddie Waters. Um, just to let you know, Maddie, we ride for you over here. Um, the last one, uh, and I was thinking about this all day too. I still haven't came up with a decision, but I will. I'm gonna have to go with Ellie McKay as well, though. Her body of work is, 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 is as an individual is crazy. It, yo, she she's. That that kid should be a Division One player, man. Uh, she, she definitely, you know, can get to her spot. Uh, on almost automatic from the free throw line, can shoot the three ball. You know, got moves with the ball in her hand. Um, anybody who's seen her play just knows. You know that she, you know, she's not, she's not chump at all. Not something at all, and actually um, plays bigger and bigger games. He's one of those type kids. Definitely. I, um, I mean, and then you look at, at some other people who are making pushes in 18. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Caitlin Sherwood with Belleville there. Uh, they've been rolling, came down to uh, Renaissance and had a great game and, and has really been, uh, you know, we've been keeping up with her uh, through social media, uh, you know, see her stats often. Um, so, you know, is it's really, you know, putting up numbers uh, and Belleville is winning. Um, so, you know, obviously she, she has a, she has a, a outside chance of, of getting on the ballot. Um, I think, you know, because of, um, because of Belleville, um, as far as, you know, where you've seen them over the last few years, as far as who they play, um, I think that's what's ultimately going to be uh, holding your back, uh, just because this is like the first year you see Belleville go and, and play a lot of people, you know. Um, so I, I think she does have an outside chance of, of getting on that ballot. Um Another eighteen. Um, I could end up on it. Oh, uh, I mean, and this this might this might be a long shot, but I, I do think that uh, you know there has been some push for uh, Zamaria Polk from Mumford to end up on it. Um, now, you know, obviously she she would have to have a crazy end to this year uh, for for that to happen. Um, but Mumford has a schedule where if she does perform in, in that time frame, say she gets to the, you know, PSL championship, um, she might be able to, uh, you know, finesse her way on, onto the ballot. Yeah, I got – and she could – and one last name uh, that I would like to put out there is uh, – and we, me and you both talked about it – Kayla Lukenbach uh, from Clarkson, yes. who's been like – like, like way too under the radar for my liking. Like way too under the radar. Like she's had. I mean, it seems like every time, and maybe we're, I'm, you know, maybe I say this in jest, but 
maybe we're her good luck charms, you know, but it seems like every time we watch her play, she always seems to have at least 20 and 15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's crazy. <laughs> and, I mean, hey, I've never been to a game and watched her and she didn't have at least 22 and 15. Not, and the craziest part about this is we just said there are two under the radar. When I just was talking about uh, Class A being open, I didn't even, in my head, I didn't even think about Clarkston. And they're, de- they're definitely a Class A contender. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> they are. They really are. They re- they are uh, darn good basketball team. You know, well coached. Uh, you know, know when to shoot the three. Um, and, and is really efficient with it, uh, and and just can pound you inside. Yeah, yeah, they really can. They really can. They have they have two two good bigs. One of them being younger. So, and uh, I, I, her name slips my mind. I'm so sorry. I apologize. That's but the that's the guard. She's a wing. Uh, she, I know you. I know she that. Like she's a wing. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's like when the it's like when the pitchers uh, started Josh Smith that forward at uh, the three. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's a good comparison. Uh, but yeah, but what's Carson? Carson definitely has a missed basketball kind of there. Looking back, and now looking back is interesting because, like I said. um you know, she she's had the career for it. Uh, the only thing she doesn't have is, is is a title. Obviously, she's never been able to win the OAA uh, Red Division. Um, has a great chance of winning it this year, uh, but you know, with it late you know, and then last year south of A and T, it's that's hard to come by. But you know, as far as the numbers she's put up over her career. Um, Amazing. I mean, I I don't know if she's at two thousand points or not. I, I imagine she has to be somewhere close to it. Yeah, she she she's got to be somewhere in that in the vicinity. She's got to be somewhere in the vicinity. But uh, what, what's next? What's next on the bill, man? What's next on the bill? Oh, this is fun. This is fun. Um, so yesterday was the two-year, three-year anniversary of a game that was a really good game. We weren't podcasting yet. I had my own website, and you were working on your own website. Can you think about what game that was? Three years. Yesterday, right? Yes. Oh, three years yesterday. Yeah, that's the one. I ain't gonna lie. That's the my mind. I'll give you a hint. It involved a PSL school. Just one PSL school. Hmm. One PSL school. That's still something my mind. A really good game, and and it was a game winner. Uh, it was a game winner hit with three seconds left. 
Now you making me feel bad that I don't remember this game, man. Oh, God. All right. So, oh. this is our flashback moment. Uh, Cass versus Country Day. 24, oh, uh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 2015, uh, celebrating uh, Coach Orlando becoming the uh, all-time winningest coach, which he had actually done at Flushing uh, before that game, but they had the ceremony at Cass, uh, at the Cass Tech game at home. Yeah, that was a, that was a really good game. That really really was great game. game. I, I read my article from it. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is, this is action-packed. Um. <laughs> wow, and just just thinking about like all of the thinking about how young that country day team was, and then thinking about you know where they are now. I mean, most of them you know graduating uh, this year and uh, or last year. That is crazy. That is crazy. I mean, you think about Kayla Webb, Cameron Clegg, uh, um. Whitley Jones, or is this Whitley Jones? That's Whitley Jackson. Butcher. Whitley Jackson. Whitley Jackson. <laughs> Whitley Jackson. Um, you think about them being freshmen during that. Then you look at Tyler Bright. Oh, Tyler Bright. <laughs> Tyler Bennett. Uh, Destiny Pitts. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Oh, Matthew Moore is on that team. Um you look at all of those seventeens um and eighteens and then you know, obviously Cass is, is kinda like they're kinda like blue collar, you know, they they have Kayla Willis coming into that game, Taylor Parker who were seniors at the time, and then Rose Fall, who I don't even know where she's playing now. I don't know. Eh, that's gonna be my project for this week is to find out uh where Rose Fall is. But, you know, Rose Fall who at one point was a half in commit, uh you know, uh, Mari uh, Bowers, uh, who who went on to play at Salem. This is a division. This is a packed team. Like this is a Division One basketball game, basically. <laughs> uh, who else was? Was it somebody else? Oh, Zoe Otis was on that Cast Tech team. Uh, she plays for U of D. So that makes like what it was like. Like ten division, ten or like eleven division ten to eleven, 10 to 11 division one uh, players on that team or on that court at once doesn't happen often. Does not happen game often was, during the high school season. Yeah, that game was loaded. That game was really loaded, and it led up to his billing. I mean. Cass came out first, punching and got up. I think as many as what, like nine, right? They they were up, they were up ten. They were up ten at halftime. Okay, ten, and then Country Day in the second half punches back, and you know late in the third quarter they tie it up, and it's in the whole fourth quarter is back and forth, back and forth. You know, it seemed like every shot took a breath out of your body, you know, and with every make, you're <gasps> gasping and, <gasps> and, you know, every play, every block, you know, and Taylor Parker comes up with, with the steal uh, late, you know, great defensive play. I mean, she averaged six steals her senior year, so that's what she was known for. Comes up with the steal late, 
you know, and makes a left hand layup for the for the for the game winner to seal it up, you know, and the Cavs get the body there with win. Oh yeah, it was a three point play. They made it a two possession game. Yeah, that, that was a yeah, it was. I, I remember when we were interviewing uh Kevin Willis after the game, we asked, Did you know did you know what was about to happen when when you saw her attacking the rim? I this is still on Eric's uh individual page, by the way. I think. Yes it is. Yeah. So, you know, we end up asking her, you know, did you know what's gonna did you know what was gonna end up happening when when Taylor Parker stole the ball? I knew she was gonna get fouled. I didn't know it was gonna be the end one. Nobody, nobody knew when, because the way the way it happens is, um, and I wish a lot of people would have came out to this game. It was on a Saturday. People, people definitely should have been at this game. Um, well, I, honestly, uh, a lot of people did not have Cavs winning. It, it we're gonna keep it honest. Cavs did win, um, and, and you know. Then people were oh, we knew it, but no, nobody had Cass winning this game. But the way that it happens is uh, uh, Destiny Pitts gets the ball off the rebound. And in my head, I, actually, I think I'm saying it out loud. I'm saying, oh, timeout, get the timeout. You know, I want to see what <laughs> I want to see what Coach Orlando is going to draw up in this situation because I'm going to steal it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look, I still plays and sets all the time. So, you know, I'm I'm in my seat like, get the timeout, get the timeout. It, it doesn't happen. He, he, he's letting his star player play it out. Taylor Parker gets, just comes up with the steal. Pitt does a good job at cutting her off. She jumps and, and gets the body. It looks like there's no way that Taylor Parker can make this way up. But, uh... Yeah, it, it, it went in. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it went in. <laughs> now I think you know we could probably pinpoint the country day was undefeated at the time, and you know I, I think we could pinpoint that loss as them, you know, that punch to the gut that they needed, you know. Um, not that they took that lesson to learn from because, you know, they end up going on an incredible stretch that year to to, to win their to win that, that 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 first title for that for that group of uh, that group that group of uh, players. So I think well, that well, that, yeah, that, I, I was just gonna say that was the mark. That was the mark of um, uh, of the younger players getting their chance. You know. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I, yeah, well, I think um, yeah, all those young, yeah, all those young kids played a lot. I mean, you know, forget the seventeen; they were already starting. You know, at, at that point, with um, you know, especially Pitts and Benny, were you know, they were starters. But you know, Webb, that I think that was one of the first games she started, and you know, Clegg actually getting you know uh, some decent minutes that game, and Maxine Moore getting you know uh, heavy. I think she got like really heavy minutes that game. So, you know, all those young kids got a chance to play in the, you know, in an environment like that, close game. You know, um, even though it wasn't overly packed, the crowd that was there was heavily into it. You know, yeah. and so to play in that type of atmosphere and win, and then take that loss and say, okay, 
now we know what it's like now. And from that point on, you know, they went on a win, you know, they um, didn't miss a, you know, didn't miss a beat, you know, and didn't, you know, knew how to execute in those situations and end up winning uh, a state championship, you know, at, at that young of age. And it yeah. made Cass, um, it made Cass for real that year. That was a big win for Cass because, like you said, a lot of people thought they couldn't win that game. A lot of people thought it, they weren't going to win that game. After that win, I, I thought Cass had a legit chance to uh, to, to do something in, in the PSL as far as win the championship over King um, because that was the emergence of Rose Fall um, where people was like, yo, who is that? <laughs> Yo, what's going on here? Who who is that? Um, but the thing is, you know, obviously, uh, Rose Fall couldn't play in the state or city tournaments that year, um, and you know, other other things, uh, you know, held cast back uh, as far as uh, you know, moving forward uh, past King. You know, King was their Achilles' heel that year, but. Yo, <laughs> yo, that that game, it was just, it, it, it was crazy. Like, that was, and I had been seeing Taylor Willis play since her, her freshman year. I had been seeing it very up close and personal. But that was the first time, like, I had ever thought, like, oh, my God. <laughs> who, is, who is this? <laughs> who, who is, like, it, there was a stretch in that game where she goes off for, like, Nine straight points. <laughs> where, yeah, that's where it, where I was like, oh my god, Ooh, why is why are y'all playing men against this girl? <laughs> I wanted to go up. It should have went up to her after the game. Like I ain't never ever. Like, are you are you playing playing? Huh? Are you playing playing? Oh, you playing playing? Uh, yeah. So that that was that was a little fun tidbit I I saw um in the time hop last uh yesterday, and I was like, oh wow, you know that it seems like a century ago, but you know those players who you know it was their first time in, in a hostile environment like that, they're graduating this year, so uh, you know. I don't feel that old anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you are um, that. You are that. You said what? So you are that old. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm gonna be an AARP member pretty soon. <laughs> so you know that's it. Hey. Hey, hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, them ARP members get, get, be getting half off on every meal at the restaurant, so. Man, look. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the PSL uh, tournament that starts today. Uh, they don't post in- information onto their website. Uh, the information that's on the MHSAA website is conflicting. I mean, nobody hit me to tell me their schedule, so I really don't know what's going on uh, today as far as the PSL championship. 
uh, or a uh, tournament. I have no idea. <laughs> so we'll try <laughs> I to even. update y'all on that. Yeah, we'll try to update y'all on that next week. Um, well, next week is the championship, right? I think next week is. Is it? I think it's that. Isn't it that Friday? Next Friday? I want to say it's next Friday. Because what? District starting two weeks? Two or three weeks? Three. It starts in three weeks. Huh? Yeah, it starts in three. District starts in three weeks. Right. So. Because. Because the championship, um, the championship has to be next week, uh, because mm-hmm. then you have to have the operation friendship game, yeah, before yeah. districts. So yeah, we'll we'll try to get y'all updated on that, um, but you know the PSL doesn't really uh, do a great job of updating us. Uh, <laughs> they're like the uh, WNBA. <laughs> Uh, anything else we gotta cover? Um, unless you, unless you want to, you know, talk about, uh, you know, depths of stretch, and you know, this could be the start of a dynasty, you know, in Class C, e. um, and them having an ESPN depths, ranking right now. Depths is beating the crap out of everybody. Breaking news. <laughs> 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 like we we're not we're not like making we're not making fun of that or poo pooing it. No, it's just that like at this point right now, like that's just where they're at. Like they're really just you know, kicking everybody's behind. And you know, they, they took a loss from Arbor Prep. They they took a, a loss from Arbor Prep and um you know they obviously what bounced back from that one. Kind of makes uh, uh that kind of makes classy a little bit interesting. Think so? Yeah. I, does Arbor Pep have the formula? Uh, I mean, you know, uh, it it makes it makes it a tad bit more interesting. I I want to see them go against uh Puwama Westphalia again. Um, that was a great. A lot of people don't talk about about it, but that was a great state championship game. That was a. That's actually one of the best state championship games I've ever watched. Not, I'm not saying the best, but it's, it's definitely up there, top five. I, no, I it, was, it was a it was a really great game. I, I don't know why more people don't talk about it because uh, Dessa came close to losing that to that game. They didn't run away, you know. They didn't run away with that game. And uh, after watch, I, I was an after uh, Palermo Westphalia Renaissance game, but after watching them against Renaissance, uh, they <laughs> they might be really nice. That might not have been fool's gold. No, I mean, they're, they're no, definitely they're definitely for real. Yeah, I, I mean they're, they're actually. Yeah, I'm, can't, I'm not can't, well uh, informed. I'm not well informed on, uh, on you know teams from that side of the state, but um, I am well informed on, on, on watching basketball. 
Um, and the things that they that I got to see them do on the court, that's they're going to be back in, or they're going to be at, at Calvin this year. Um, I got to get used to that. I really got to get used to that. Yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't have to get used to it, but that's another story. Here, here, here's a crazy question: Have you seen these random games that teams are playing at the Little Caesars Arena? Yeah, they're yeah they, yeah um, you know Little Caesars they're they're having a a little bit of a tough time um, getting people to come to games. So you know as a part of a promotion, you know they're um, to get people to show the games they're you know, host a high school game and then get people to stay after the game, you know, get half off of the tickets and stuff to watch the uh, them play, like no, the Warriors. No, 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 or the I'm, not, I'm not talking about that. Uh, I'm talking about there was a team, there were two teams playing today at like 1230 in the afternoon. At really? Los Arena. Yes. Wow. The D-Zone. The Dizon, who uh, just started covering uh, men's basketball, um, they do a great job with, with football, and, and, you know, they started off great with basketball so far, um, was covering it. And I was like, hmm, interesting. That's wild. But, you know, Calvin or the Breslin was the only, uh, the only arena big enough, you know, big enough and available to uh, host the boys uh, tournament, uh, tournament or finals, because you know they shell out the brass on every time. But I digress. Um, but do, do you think? Um, get back to the topic. Like, do you think? No, no, I'm, I'm not going to even. Go, I'm not even going to go there. Who do you, who do you think is the biggest uh, threat to depth of this year? Who matches up with them the best? I should say. I gotta say, Arbor Park. Arbor Park beat them. Yeah, I can see why you say that. I think uh, <laughs> nobody, nobody <laughs> beat them. Um, beat them. Arbor Park won. So uh, until you know somebody else comes along and does it, to be them. And I, even though they won, huh? No, go ahead. Obviously, we're going to get to, to test that theory, um, you know, because they're, they they have to meet before they – yeah, they have to meet before uh, Calvin, right? Mm, no, uh, they actually have to meet at Calvin this year. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Well, yeah, we'll get to see. I would uh, – and I'll feel you on your point. Uh, Arbor did – Beat that was a um, that was a big win for him. But I actually don't. I don't think that's the uh, the biggest uh, test for them. I think it's Paloma Westphalia who they faced last year. I think with their shooting, and I and, and, and not to say that they'll beat them or anything. Like we both think, hey, just like everybody else, Depth is going to win Class C again, and they're going to win next year again. So. Like we're not deviating from that, but the biggest matchup test for them, for me, would be for I'm say with their shooting and the experience of having played them before. I don't think if if that's the saw Prep again, I actually think they would beat them and beat them probably by a sizable margin. You know, I don't think um, I think Puanwasalia has the shooting um, 
to kind of spread that out a little bit, and you have to get out on the uh, the Space League sisters. You know, I think you have to have enough shooting to, you know, make you know uh, make it competitive. That's fair to say. That's very fair to say. You, but, you, um, but you know, you know the type of person that I am. I don't, you know, I I bet on something until it until it fails me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, obviously, um, you know, I I think Nessa has a great chance of repeating, you know, and maybe doing it the third time next year if you know if everything is right, but. Um, it is just I know I know for certain it, it's some teams who who have been game game planning for Depsa. Um, and I, that's not to say that just because you game plan you can beat a team, but it it is to say that if you game plan right for for a long time and have the right kids to you know take into a you know, take that game plan into effect, uh, it could be difficult. And uh, it'll be interesting to see. There are some people who are obsessed with them. There are some people who are obsessed with beating uh, Depsa. And um, that might be an unhealthy obsession. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, that that is, and um, but I want to shout them out a little bit for getting that national ranking. Um, you know, hopefully this will be the start of more teams from here getting that national um, attention and spotlight. It's you know, I, I he's gonna shoot the pessimist here. He's gonna shoot down. He's gonna shoot down my basketball. I have a dream. Yes. It, I, I hate to be the pessimist here. I'm not throwing nobody that team. Unless you are Depsa. Unless you are Depsa with six or seven Division One players on your team. Um, and one of the best players in the nation, or two of the best players in the nation, three of the best players in the nation, um, in their respective classes. Don't get your hopes up. That got me for a point, but I, I mean, we've had this. Um, Discussion before, I think it's some teams here that can really compete around the country. And there's a lot of teams that can compete around the country, yeah. You know, but some like you said, you know, some of our middle, some of our middle of the road teams can go out of state and slap teams. And I'm, you know, people might be thinking I'm reaching here. I'm, I'm serious. There's some teams, there's some teams here where you'd be like, eh, yeah, they are all right. They will go out of town and slap some of these teams that you see being broadcasted. Yeah, and, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take my I'll take my money on one of our middle of the road teams versus a West Coast team. I would too, I would too, and that and that's, that was that was my point why I feel like you know, but like you say, you know, it's taking, you know. Um, a team like them, so you know, basically, you know, uh, a, a very uh, deep team, just to get, you know, just to crack, the, you know, the top twenty. So, you know, may you know, you know, you know, you got, you have a right to be pessimistic about this. You, you really do have a have a right. But you know, 
we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens in the coming years. But Debs is definitely on a way to a, a potential dynasty, though. Anything else you want to cover before we get about? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had a real moment. I almost got our podcast canceled. <laughs> All right, here you go. And uh, man, I, I did. <laughs> you know, it really be hard to, you know, saying keep so many things off the air. Uh, but you know, I don't know. You know, what did my homie Jay Z say? And uh, <laughs> never mind. But um, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm pretty much done. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, we'll we'll save the rest for next week. Um, you know, you any, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> any you know shout outs, anything you want to send out? You know, any last you know statements for the week? Oh man, shout out to um. Shout out to the captain of, of my team, man. She uh she went down, um and with with the torn ACL, um, you know coming actually off of one of the best games of, of her whole career, um, uh, it, it is just it it was really sad for me to hear, um, and you know uh, Chris Dizer, you you know you know I love you, man. You can always call me. So uh, you know just send a shout out to her, man. Um. Send a shout out to everybody who, you know, who rock with us. Um, Twenty five thousand streams. That's that's big. <laughs> that's that's big considering, uh, you know, considering you know how how we do our podcast and, and that we're unapologetically ourselves um, during this podcast. And there's a lot of people who don't even like our podcast. <laughs> that's why I was shocked. A lot of people, who, a lot of people who don't bang with us, but uh, obviously y'all proving that it's more people who do bang with us, and y'all just be, you know, silent, sitting in the cut. So uh, <laughs> I really mess with y'all for that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right, um, you know, shout out to, um, yeah, like Darren said, shout out to everybody who's been supporting us for these uh, three years. You know. Um, for every kind of first year was uh, having our uh, own sites and stuff. Um, uh, outside of that, you know, just much love to everybody. Every, uh, hopefully, everybody stays healthy. Everybody, every athlete that's playing, heck, even uh, some of the coaches out there too, stay please stay healthy. Um, and outside of that, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. You know, uh, hopefully, everybody has a good week and a good weekend. You know. And, you know, just peace and love everybody. Peace, hair, what, what is it, peace and hair grease? What, what, was, the, uh, what was the soul trade oh. uh, sign out? Peace, uh, peace love, peace and hair, and hair grease. grease? Yeah, love, <laughs> peace, and hair grease. Good boy. All right, man, we out, y'all.